This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. You know, my, my dad didn't get a choice to resign at Iwo Jima. And those kids that are at Abbey Gate, they don't get a choice to resign. And I'm not going to turn my back on them. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not going to resign. They can't resign, so I'm not going to resign. There's no way. Sean Rima, 9 till 11, News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. Oh, Lord. Six minutes after 9 on News Talk 550, KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. This is my dumb little show, and the phone lines are open, 210-599-5555. Now we, uh, we have the, uh, the, uh, uh, the House Armed Services Committee. Investigating the uh, the the withdrawal from Afghanistan, General General uh, Mark Milley is is speaking, and, and as Chris pointed out to me before he went on the air, I, and I've been listening for a few minutes, uh, he's he's practicing his he 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 stayed up all night practicing his angry face, his angry emoji face, because he's angry today. Can we actually bring a little of that up? I don't want to listen to a lot of it. On military affairs. I am submitting for the record, and I believe you have it, a couple of memorandums for record uh, in addition to detailed timelines, and I am happy to discuss in further detail in either classified or unclassified sessions with any or all of you about my actions surrounding these events. I welcome a thorough walkthrough. I'll be happy to provide whatever documents, phone logs, emails, memoranda, witnesses, or anything else you want that will help you understand these events. My oath is to support the Constitution of the United States of America against all enemies, foreign and domestic, and I will never turn my back on that oath. I firmly believe in civilian control of the military as a bedrock principle and essential to the health of this republic. And I'm committed to ensuring the military stays clear of domestic politics. Thank you, Chairman, for the extra time. Well, he's all angry. That's okay, Chris. That's okay. He's got his angry emoji face on. Somebody told him last night, you've got to be angry. He was talking about the China calls. <laughs> your, your boss is, well, yeah, you need to act within the Constitution, but your boss is the president, and the president at that time was Donald Trump, and he didn't know about these calls to China. Here's the twist. And Trey called it, man, on Where and Ryman. We were talking about this earlier. Trey called it because I said, well, what do you think is going to happen today? And essentially he said they're going to tweak the message to give Biden a way out on some of this stuff. And and uh, at the, in the opening statement, the chairman of the committee, whose name I've already forgotten, said, uh, you know, what Biden said, or what they told Biden is that, you know, <clears throat> uh, is that uh, what, something to the effect of we couldn't get them all out safely. Was it Adams? Yeah, Chairman Adams. That's it. Congressman Adams, Chairman Adams. Uh, Millie is now talking about the Chinese thing, the Chinese calls. Uh, and he's saying, well, everybody was in the loop uh, except for the president of the United States. 
And the the tweak, the twist today is that the, he didn't believe, because he said this yesterday, he didn't believe that Donald Trump was going to bomb China. Because who the hell would? But he says China thought Trump was going to bomb them. And so he felt it was his duty to call China and let him know we're not, you know. It, but the, the, the actual part, uh, excerpt from the book says, you know, essentially, if I think they're going to, he's going to bomb you, I'll let you know. Milley is now saying he called China to ease their fears over getting bombed. What a crap show, man. And, yeah, they, they obviously, uh, you know, uh, uh, did some coaching overnight. Okay, you need to come out strong and angry, man. You need to be angry. You looked a little wussified yesterday. You need to be angry today. How dare they question you? How dare they? Okay, he took some coaching from Greta. <laughs> Greta. How dare, right. Greta Thunberg. They pulled in Thunberg. You'll need to be angry. How dare you? I wonder if he actually, I didn't hear the whole opening statement from General Milley with his furrowed brow. How dare you? I'm pretty sure it started with... Burp, burp, burp. <laughs> You know, he should be in jail. The president should be in jail. They they should all resign at least, and it's not going to. This, you know, I this is pointless. It's a pointless thing. I mean, the, the two takeaways from yesterday, and you can call me up and, t- and tell me what you think. I didn't I didn't sit and watch the whole damn thing. I, I got a life, man. I had stuff to do, man. Plus, it's watching these people just sit on their asses and lie. And, uh, you know, it just gets it gets tiresome for me. Well, it's dangerous to your health at this point. Well, it, it could cause me to defibrillate there. I don't want to, you know, set off the uh, the the dryer in the microwave, you know, at home. God bless Trey, and I knew he was going to do it. Trey, Trey said, "I'm not going to watch it. I'm not watching. I'm not going to watch that." He sat there and watched every single second of it because that's Trey. But for me, it's mind-numbing after a while. And and, and so the, the takeaways of, because uh, I did watch some of it and then read up on, you know, what the, the big moments were later on. And the big takeaway from yesterday, and it'll be interesting to see how they change this up today, is that all three of them, Mackenzie, Austin, and M- Millie, they all said, we all told the president you should leave at least 2,500 folks behind, uh, uh, troops behind, to maintain the situation. They all three testified that that's what they told Biden, and Biden lied when he said they didn't tell me that. Oh, Biden didn't recall. The other takeaway, and maybe this is why General Milley's you know, been up all night practicing his angry emoji face, is that Milley had to <laughs> admit under oath that he was talking to Bob Woodward, and he was talking to all these all these Beltway authors writing these trash books against Trump. He was on a routine basis on the phone talking to him. And for that alone, he should be fired. So it's a crap show, and now it's the House's turn, and they're going to be a lot nicer on these guys than the Senate. You'll have a few standouts here and there, but they're going to get a fairly easy. My, my prediction is they'll get a fairly easy ride today, okay? This is the yesterday was the toughie. Today's the the slide. They'll get a few tough questions. 
but they 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 practiced and they coached and they 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 know how to tweak the 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 answers today. So I don't know if you're interested in watching it or not. The 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 issue at hand with all of this is you know what nothing's going to happen. Millie's still going to have his job. Austin Lloyd Austin's still going to have his. He's still going to be the, the Secretary of Defense. The only one who's a fairly decent fellow, in my opinion, is General McKenzie. Nothing's going to happen to Biden. You know, tomorrow we'll we'll go back to talking about climate change, <laughs> infrastructure, how raising our taxes is going to cut our taxes. Blah, 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 blah. 210-599-5555. Oh, and Nancy Pelosi, we've got to play that audio a little later on. Uh, Pelosi was rambling yesterday. And she, you know, she, we make fun of her being a drunk and all that stuff. But she does, Chris, she is starting to sound like she's had a few pops. She's got drunk voice at this point. And I know what that sounds like. <laughs> I got I know a little bit about the drunk voice, man. We have to do this eminently, eminently. We have to do this eminently, you know. And but it was something that she let slip yesterday that was like, hoo, 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 man." Well, if you, I don't know if you saw the video, you can you can see it in her eyes. It looks like yeah. it's three a.m. on a Saturday morning. It does, man. She got club eyes. She got them watery, glassy eyes, man. Like she been drinking all. She been day drinking. You know. So it's fascinating audio. Also, a couple of other things that I want to get to today. Uh, Kamala Harris apparently is still a dumbass. Uh, oh, and this, yeah, I, I forgot about this. But I want to bring this one up about uh, this was a study that came out that the young, young people today really don't start adulting until they're in their 30s. That's kind of an interesting thing to kick around. And also, Don Morgan is, uh, is going to go see Kiss tonight. Uh, or Kith, as Paul Stanley pronounces it, and that's going to be uh, coming. You're going to Austin tonight, and so we'll Chris. Let's play a little Kiss music here and there if we can. I actually, you know what? If you really want to, because Paul Stanley, I was a member of the Kiss Army. Okay, 1978, card carrying member of the Kiss Army. Uh, I was a big fan of Kiss. I saw Kiss uh, when they put the makeup back on in the 90s. After lick it up. <laughs> which always just kind of made me sick to my stomach. And uh, and there's a song called uh, Do You Love Me? Because Paul Stanley, and Don, you know this. This is why it cracks you up. Paul Stanley has a silly, effeminate-sounding voice when, he, when he's speaking. Right. I'm Paul Stanley of the rock group Keth. But he, bar none, <laughs> he has an amazing singing voice. He's right. probably got one of the best singing voices in rock and roll history, in my opinion. And the song, uh, Do You Love Me, I think perfectly, it's the one song where the silly voice kind of makes its way into the song. So maybe we'll play that a little bit for so your benefit. About where he sings about, you like my seven-inch leather heels. Do you like my seven-inch leather heels? <laughs> and going to all of the shows. And going to all of the shows. <laughs> but do you love me? <laughs> really love me. I mean, or do you? Two eight zero five nine nine fifty five. Anyway, <laughs> there's songs when you break them down lyrically are really kind of creepy. A lot of them, but anyway, 
So there you go. Be the Freeman Coliseum. Is that what they're? No, it's uh, Austin uh, three sixty. Oh, Austin three sixty. Stay away from the hobos at the overpasses right. in the intersections. Yeah. Just keep the doors locked. He's driving too damn fast for that. Yeah, don't slip in any hobo poop when you're walking around there. Right. So there we go. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. <laughs> you know, uh, the, the house... Uh, Armed Services Committee is underway, and uh, as we mentioned, the phone lines are open, 210-599-5555. We'll talk to Richard here in a second. But they just did a long shot where they're showing the you know, the Secretary of Defense and General Milley and General McKenzie, you know, from the side view there while they're being questioned uh, by uh, by uh, Rogers, uh, Congressman Rogers, Representative Rogers, yes, Rogers, the Rogers dude. <laughs> and one thing I I picked up on with General Milley that's different from Secretary Austin and General McKenzie, and just this is one of those little things that I pick up on is that he's fidgeting. He can't stop, you know, fiddling with his papers. His hands are constantly kind of uh, moving. General McKenzie's got his hands folded and looks very calm and relaxed, but General Milley. Yeah, he he he's full of crap, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't care how you know his little anger dance there at the beginning uh, with his opening statements, but he, that dude is is on the griddle and he knows it, man. Here's uh, Richard. How you doing? Hey, pretty good, Sean. Pretty good. You're exactly one hundred percent correct on what the dog and pony show yesterday. Mm. And uh, just one more thing, I might add uh, the. The light colonel, the the jarhead light colonel that spoke out about how messed up the whole deal was getting out of there, they put him in solitary confinement. Yep. Monday. Yep. And what, you know, is that to keep him from saying something while they they're up there? I would imagine. Their, their butts off, so to speak. I would imagine. <laughs> you know, they busted the guy. They put him in solitary confinement. He can't talk to anybody. You know, as of yesterday, and these guys and these and, and Millie and, uh, you know, these guys are, are not going any. they're not going to jail. They're not going to be busted for any. Millie's not going to be busted for anything. No, no, he's going to skate. And uh, you're right. That fidgeting, that's somebody that's guilty and knows they're trapped. Yeah. <laughs> no, he does. You watch him. He keeps fiddling with his papers and stuff. It's weird to watch, man. So I, I think that, that the Republicans got him, but ain't nothing going to happen. No. No, you're right, man. I appreciate the call. Ain't nothing going to happen, man. They're going to skate. This is the most difficulty they'll they'll experience. Uh, you know, and that's uh, that's a true thing. Meanwhile, Aaron Lewis, I don't, I, I don't know much about him. Chris, what's the band he's from? Do you know? Stained. Stained? I don't follow the young people's music so closely anymore. But he's actually turned out to be kind of a cool guy. He's a conservative dude. He was pro-Trump. I'm sure he's universally hated by guys like Dave Grohl and stuff like that. Eddie Vedder probably hates his guts. But he's in Scranton, PA, uh, doing a concert, uh, I guess yesterday or the day before. He's wearing a T-shirt that says, I could blank a better president. And he's talking about number twosies. 
and he, he gets the, in, in Scranton, which Joe Biden can't shut up about. Joe Biden left Scranton when he was like four or five years of age. He's been playing that card for his, he's a tough working class guy from Scranton. The hell he is, man. And so we got him to do the chant, man. Blank Joe Biden, blank Joe Biden. It's actually got its own cadence now, you know what I mean? Blank Joe Biden, blank Joe Biden. Except he was using the other word, and I think you know what I mean. Blank the president? (laughs) Biden is, like, sucking bad right now, man. Even Democrats are starting to say, hmm, I don't know about this dude. His disapproval rating is in the toilet right now. Or his approval rating is in the toilet, rather. His disapproval rating is off the charts. I think it's like 68% of all Americans disapprove of everything he's done so far. Baby, it's only been going on for 10 months, too, man. Well, he inherited a mess. Oh, right, right. He inher- It's the last guy. Oh, do we have the Pelosi audio real quick? This is what Pelosi uh, was mumbling and gibbering about yesterday. Keep government open. We intend- We have to do those imminently, uh, in- more imminently even, uh, to address the full Obama agenda. <laughs> Of building back better. Whoops. <laughs> Whoopsies. The Obama agenda, huh? The Obama agenda. But, you know, I wonder if she, like, uh, if she sobered up later on and did had one of those moments, which we've all, well, I know I've had, where you wake up the next day going, I did what? I did what? I said what? <laughs> Madam Speaker, you said the Obama agenda. To, oh, no. No, I didn't. Where are my clothes? Where are my clothes? What what day is it? No, I did not do that. The Obama agenda to build back better. You know what? Probably is, man. Have you and Trey said this earlier on Where and Rhyme? Have you noticed that he's been around a lot more lately? Really? Yeah, you. Man. You coke snorting weirdo. I can't stand that guy. But he's, I think this is his third term. I, I, I don't think Biden's the real president. 210-599-55. I just called him a coke-snorting weirdo. <laughs> it's not a secret. Yeah. Can't you see he and Biden doing lines, you know, before Biden's got to speak? Joe, this will help you. Wake up a little. Ah, <laughs> oh, thanks, champ. <laughs> Biden's is just, you know, crushed Smarties or something. <laughs> crushed Smarties. Here you go, Joe. No, oh, I know it's pink. It's okay. It's a pixie stick. It's good pink Coke. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, thanks, champ. Corn pop. Thank- can, I, can you hand me that ju- ju- juice box? Here you go, Joe. Yep. 210 It's pure, or it's like pure crushed up no-dos. So you can wake his ass up. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. Do you? Do you love me? New stock 550 KTSA. There you go, Don Morgan. 
And fancy clothes. See, Don's going to see Kiss tonight in Austin. You like my seven-inch leather heels. Cute. (laughs) Well, it was the 70s. You know, their music wasn't bad. You know, I did love their... I'll sit and listen. I I haven't listened to a lot of it. You know, some of it I I can't deal with anymore. Like God of Thunder, I can't go with. You know, God of Thunder, I can but it is better that you're seeing them with the makeup on. Because right. you said you saw them with the makeup off. Right. Which, did anybody think that was a good idea? That was like the mid-80s, mid to late-80s. Yeah, like 83, they decided to take the makeup off. You know, they had that big event on MTV. Right. They, you know, but... And they took the makeup off, and I was like, put it back on, man. Paul, you're okay, but the rest of you, dude, Ace, get the makeup back on, man. <laughs> or no, Ace wasn't with him at that no, point. Oh, it was Vinnie Vincent. Well, that's right, Vinnie Vincent. Right. And Gene Simmons, the first time we all got to look at Gene Simmons, which actually was years before. Remember he did the movie Runaway with, with Tom, Tom Selleck? Selleck? He was the right. bad guy. Yeah. It's like, dude, put the makeup back on now, man. So uh, Don's going to go see Kith, as uh, Paul Stanley pronounces it, in Austin. <laughs> Austin. Austin. We love you, Austin. See, I, I've been doing my Paul Stanley imitation so much today, I'm starting to lose my voice. Texas. <laughs> We love you, Texas. <laughs> Go Spurs. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> we love the Spurs. Suffering <laughs> fuck Actually, Paul Stanley just did a, uh, was it a blues record or a jazz record? There's a bunch of R&B in the old R&B. Country. And I saw some of the videos, and that's right. really good. I've listened to the whole thing. It's a great record. I'm going to check it out, actually. I want to download that or buy it. Actually, I want to get a CD, because I like CDs. <laughs> and uh, and check it out in my rolling CD player, also known as my car. Because he does have an incredible voice. Incredible, probably one of the most recognizable and powerful singing voices in rock and roll. He's just one of those guys. I was talking to my wife over the weekend. We were looking forward to going to the show. Right. And, and I said, you notice how all the best rock and roll frontmen are just a little bit of feminine. Well, they are kind of. What do you think about it? All of them. Yeah. The the really good ones, you know, all kind of, you you kind of raise an eyebrow. Hey, wait a minute here. They got a little femininity. Just a little bit. But all the women are going crazy. Well, the women love that stuff. Right. So. I didn't realize, I watched a, uh, since we're talking about that, I watched a a documentary on NXS and Michael Hutchins. Right. And I didn't know much about NXS. I mean, I thought Kick was a great record back in the day. Yeah. But he was kind of like that too. He was kind of an effeminate dude in in real life. Right. You go back to you know even Jim Morrison. Jim Morrison. <laughs> Need we mention you know Mick Jagger? Who, you yeah. know. Rod Stewart. Rod Stewart. They're all girly men, but then they start singing, and all the girls like them. All the girls want them. <laughs> so until you get into the D. Snyder era. Well, I guess D. Snyder did wear the makeup, so you know. Right. Anyway, two ones. <laughs> The grunge guys weren't that. They just were angry. They were just pissed off. All the grunge guys were just pissed off, man. Pissed off heroin addicts, man. Every single one of them. <laughs> it's true. That's the that's my era, man. The pissed off heroin addicts, man. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Who's your favorite member of Kath? Call us up. Let us know, because we want to rock and roll with you, Texas. 
Two one, two one zero. <laughs> so best your cat over there. Yeah, and you, you know what I'm doing it on purpose because you're right. You said this earlier that now every time Paul Stanley speaks, you're going to be hearing my I voice hear in your that. head. I'm in your head. There's a documentary that they. It's on, I think it's on A and E. A documentary about the band. And whenever they would go back and, and interview Paul Stanley, that's all I could think of. <laughs> you. I'm in your head. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. It's the same thing with Al Sharpton. Whenever he comes on, you know. Al Sharpton, the border, the the man on a weapon, horses against a black man. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Even Judge Wolf with your Judge Wolf. Ron, we have you. I'm a strange dude. Hi, this is Jack Riccardi, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA. We'll take a couple of calls here. First, Charles wants to talk about Kess playing in Austin tonight. And I am a, I was a, a member of the Kiss Army in 1978. I was dishonorably discharged, though, once I started making fun of him for Lick It Up. And then Vincent wants to talk about Obama Obama being in charge. Here's uh, Charles. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. I, I've got one for you. Paul Stanley at the Del Rio border telling everybody that Gene doesn't want them here. So Gene doesn't want you people here. Gene says it's bad. Illegal immigration is bad. <laughs> so go back across the Rio Grande. Go back to Haiti. Go back to Somalia. Uh, Somalia. Otherwise you get the whips. Otherwise you get the whips. Gene's got whips. We're getting a lot of mileage out of that Paul Stanley imitation today, haven't I? Here's Vincent. How you doing, Vincent? Hey, I'm doing good. Man, I'm really uh, amazed that I got through on the first call. It's the first time I've ever called in. It's Rock on. Awesome. It's, it's good to talk to you, Sean. Good to talk, hey, good to, know, talk to you. I, heard, I, think, I think it was uh, Trey Ware this morning that, that brought up the fact that Biden was a third-term president. You know, I can't help but believe that China is behind everything Biden is doing, and I believe that the Biden administration is completely compromised by China. I believe China probably instructed him to get the military out of Afghanistan because they've got interest in Afghanistan. It may be. I mean, you got uh, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff making secret calls to China behind the President Trump's back. Uh, Biden has a long history with China. Uh, it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if China and Obama were behind all this. Yes, and I believe they want the lithium. And I, I heard the other day that we're building lithium factories to do to build lithium batteries for the electric vehicles. I just truly believe everything that Biden is doing is in the interest of China. Well, that's, it certainly lines up, though. Does I mean because if, if you look, a lot of us look at the, the some of the decisions that this administration has made over the past ten months. And they don't make any sense unless you plug in China. Then a lot of it makes absolute sense. Absolutely. He, I believe China's calling the shots. Yeah, well, that's we're in trouble if that's true, man. We're in big trouble. I truly believe it. They're yep. buying up land. They're doing everything. They're going to be in control of our food. I just believe they're, he's, he's rolling over. He's well, where, where do we get most of our pharmaceuticals from? China. Absolutely. So, yes. All right, man. Vincent, I appreciate the call, man. <laughs> What's that? Oh, thank you, man. Uh, you know, seriously, I mean, we're turning into the great mall of China here. 
<laughs> I, I, it's just, it, 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 I, we, God knows, but certainly when you line up a lot of the decisions that Biden has made or whoever's actually running things, maybe it's Obama. A lot of it, it does ultimately benefit China. And frankly, I still believe that there was some intentionality with this Wuhan, with this virus, which Trump rightly called the China virus. Uh, I think there was some intentionality because I think uh, I think Trump was. Uh, if you look at what was going on with the Trump administration and its relationship with China at that point, we were energy independent. We were kicking China China's ass with the tariffs and and our and isolating them from some of the other countries that they'd uh, been dealing with for a long time. China was no fan of Donald Trump, man. All of a sudden, boom, shakalaka, along comes a global pandemic out of China. Just saying, man, it's some weird crap when you line it all up. Biden and Hunter have a long relationship with China. The The official line right now from Jen Psaki is, China is not our enemy, they're our competitor. <laughs> I think they're, they're our mama and our daddy is what I think they are. So who knows, man? And who knows how this is all going to shake out? One thing I do know is nothing's going to happen in the house today. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. I, I understand that you're the principal military advisor, that you advise, you don't decide, the president decides. But if all this is true, General Milley, why haven't you resigned? Sean Rima, 9 till 11, News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. And we're back. Uh, it's hour number two of the Sean Show, five minutes after 10 on News Talk 550, KTSA, FM 1071. The phone lines are open, 210-599-5555. Rudy J. from ESPN will be joining us uh, in a few minutes. And uh, we're we're kind of sort of watching the uh, House committee uh, questioning uh, our, our top military folks, the Secretary of Defense, Austin Lloyd, uh, Lloyd Austin, Mark Milley, General Mark Milley of the Joint Chiefs, and uh, General McKenzie. And uh, today is CYA Day. It apparently <laughs> yesterday, you know, we had some big revelations yesterday. I'm not going to spend the whole damn hour talking about it. And I'll tell you why, because frankly, it's a bunch of bull crap, largely in the House. And you can say they need to resign all you want, but they ain't gonna. And nothing's gonna happen. And uh, what we learned uh, yesterday uh, was interesting, and I think that's why they're they're playing CYA today. Is that uh, I learned a couple of things. First off, we learned that all the Secretary of Defense, uh, Chairman of the Joint Chiefs, Milley and General McKenzie, all three of them advised. Uh, I almost said Barack Obama. Almost pulled a Pelosi there. Maybe it is him. Uh, they all told they all told uh, President Biden that you need to leave at least twenty five hundred troops behind, or the Taliban are going to swamp the country, which he did not do. My sense of that is what? My sense of that is well. Here's the, here's what happened. Joe Biden wants to wanted to be the guy that ended the war. It, End of statement. That's it. He wanted to be the president that ended the war. He wants to be able to claim that. He wanted to be able to claim that. And we know that he knew how bad things were uh, when we saw the transcripts of this phone, these couple of this phone call 
with uh, with uh, uh, President Ghana, the former president of Afghanistan, who was pleading with him for military help. And now we know that all three, three, these are the three big guys. These are the guys that he would be split opinions, my ass, okay? These are the three dudes that he would have been getting his advice from. And all three of them said, we told him to leave 2,500. I think Millie wanted even more. And the other thing we learned uh, yesterday is that, indeed, Mark Milley admitted under oath that during the uh, latter days of the Trump administration, he had been talking to uh, Bob Woodward and uh, all kinds of other uh, Beltway authors writing trash books on, on Donald Trump. And that alone should have gotten him fired. <laughs> you know, that alone. So today they're in the house. Today is CYA day. Uh, now the narrative is kind of the testimony is changing slightly. And I don't know if you're following this stuff or not, or if it's something that's interesting to you. Because to me, it's 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 really rather pointless. Because again, apart from what we learned yesterday, we're probably not going to learn any more today than we learned yesterday. And today, it's just a lot of bluster from guys like Millie. Well, you know, I don't. Uh, we did a great job in Afghanistan, and it was my constitutional duty to tell China that not to worry about getting bombed, even though I didn't believe they were going to get bombed. It's weird crap, man. It really is. But nothing's going to happen. Nobody's going to resign. These are, you know, this this is all part of a Democrat uh, administration. Nobody resigns in a Democrat administration, no matter how badly they screw up. So there we go. Uh, 210-599-5555. And uh, if you want to give any comments on that. <laughs> we got one of our listeners is butt dialing us. Is that what Chris just said? <laughs> that happens every now and again, man. That happens every now and again when you get a caller who's butt dialing us. And they don't because they got us, got us on speed dial, right, Chris? And he's one of our regular callers, right? So because that makes sense. <laughs> Chris picks up, and there's nobody there. And did we put one of them on the air once a few years back? I think we put somebody who's well, butt dialing. He's listening. Oh, he is listening. Radio, yeah. Hey, Steve, can you hear us? You're butt dialing us, dude. <laughs> I bet he's laughing his ass off now. Uh, but yeah, if you have any uh, any comments on uh, on uh, the proceedings in the House or the proceedings yesterday in the Senate, frankly, I didn't sit there on my butt cheeks and watch the whole damn thing. It's it's tedious. Trey does, but Trey Trey's that's Trey. That's how that's how he rolls, man. Remember, he said yesterday he wasn't going to watch. Yeah, I knew. Didn't you kind of know? Like, yeah, buddy, you you're going to watch. Sat there all damn day watching that crap. And uh, me, I just I, I got some errands I had to run yesterday and stuff, cardio rehab and stuff. So I, I didn't sit there and watch the whole thing. Uh, uh, something else I want to talk about. Rudy J is going to be coming up in a few minutes, and I might bring this up with him. And it's a story. Uh, well, it's a a one poll study that essentially determined that young people. Young people don't start quoting, quote unquote, adulting 
until they're 30. They don't start adulting until the, until they hit the, roughly around the age of 30. In other words, a lot of the stuff that you and I did when we were in our late teens and early 20s, the younger generations don't start doing that stuff until their late 20s and early 30s. And I, I've kind of seen that across the board. I, I'm not saying it's true of every single member of that gener- of the younger generation. And I'm talking about the folks who are in their 20s right now. But I have noticed that, that it's, it's kind of a, 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 almost a standard thing for a lot of them and that uh, they, they really don't. They don't. By the time I was 20, by the time I was 21, I, I, I was already into my career. Now, I, I'm not going to lie to you. Because Trey, on Where and Rhyme, if you haven't heard that show yet, it's a great show. We do it from 7 to 10, Monday through Friday. That's me and Trey talking smackage. Trey grew up in one of those households where you were eight, when you turned 18, right? If you went to college, you could stay home. But otherwise, get your ass out and get working. In other words, they kick your ass out of the nest. And I, 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 that's, I, that's a much healthier way to be. That's not how it was within my house. Because I was the youngest, and I was kind of lazy. And what I did, Chris, is like, I could, I'm not, like, when I start talking about this one poll thing with the, with the young people today, understand that I was also one of those people that didn't really start, you know, I had a career at 21. But, Chris, I didn't have a whole hell of a lot else going on. What I would do, man, is I'd live with the chick for a while, and then we'd break up, and then old Sean would move back home for a little while. Then I'd meet some other chick, move in with her, and we'd live together for a while. Then we'd break up, and old Sean would move back home for a while. And that stuff kind of went on and on and on until about 1998. <laughs> and the only reason I didn't come back that time is I got married. <laughs> and that's how my ass landed in San Antonio. So, you know, I, I, I understand that when I talk about this stuff, okay, you know, I, I'm also, you're also listening to the perspective of somebody who also didn't really start adulting until a little bit later on. Hell, I'm 54, and I still don't know if I'm adulting or not. Chris just shook his head, man. Chris just shook his head on that one. Uh, having computer problems here, see if I can't fix this. Uh, 210-599-5555. Let's go to uh, Steve. Hang on. Here's Carl. Carl, how you doing? Hi. Good morning, Sean. How are you today? Great, man. What's uh, what's going on with you? Hey, uh, thank you for all you do, first of all. I really appreciate you being in the front line, um, bringing the truth about everything that's going on with our country. Um, hey, my pleasure. Sean, I was in the Army for over 21 years. I just retired in 2020. And I can tell you that General Milley um, has broken the Uniform Code of Military Justice um, laws within the the code on several occasions, starting by the pathetic video that he did uh, when President Trump walked walked across the street to the church. Um, Oh, yeah. Uh, nobody noticed his um, fat behind was even there. And that was the first time I realized that Millie was a problem. He just wanted to get some attention. Well, and it was a complete uh, lie. You know, I mean, that, that whole thing that, uh, that you know, that they didn't know about that or, you know, and then it was horrible that Trump stood out there with the Bible. And then, you know, nobody seems to want to talk about the fact that the, the, they then set that church on fire, St. John's, tried to burn it down. Now, 
But now, ahead of the testimony yesterday, in order to keep him quiet, they put Lieutenant Colonel um, uh, uh, Steve Scheller in jail. He's the man that did oh, yeah. that, that video called for accountability. Yep, yep he's in uh, jail. It's very hypocritical of General Milley to put uh, the lieutenant colonel in jail for uh, speaking his truth I when agree. he went and did the very same thing to President Trump. I agree. It's complete hypocrisy. It is hypocrisy. It's a double standard, and it's it's awful. I appreciate the call, Carl. Thank you so much. Rock on, man. Let's go to Steve. Steve, how you doing? I'm doing well, sir. Millie's a punk and a coward. Uh, I was calling about the committee hearings. I'm so sick of these committee hearings mm. and investigations. The purpose of them w- is to reveal the truth and the facts, which they always do, even though all of us knew these guys were lying right. all this time. Uh, they always reveal the truth and the facts. But nothing is ever done. Nothing is ever done. And yet the guys that are conducting these hearings, are the same guys that are responsible for year after year almost having to shut the government down. Can you imagine if KTSA once a year almost had to shut down? Amazon once a year almost had to shut down. HEB once a year almost had to shut down. It's constant, and yet we keep hiring these same guys, putting them back into office, and next year we're going to be talking about the same thing, yep. almost shutting the government down. Yeah, it would, these, None of these people would make it in the private sector, ever. Not for a week. I got to run, Steve. I appreciate the call, man. Thank you so much. This is Jamie Markley, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA. Rudy J. from ESPN, from the morning show, uh, joins us for his daily visit. He and Rob Thompson do the morning show there uh, from 7 to 10, Monday through Friday. Yes, sir. And I go down the hall and usually visit with you guys at 930. What happened? You play hooky. I had an elderly moment today. Y'all been busy today, And I just blitzed it and forgot. Y'all been busy today, though. Well, it has been busy, but I I remember I'm looking up at Chris. It's a quarter to ten, and I'm like, oh, man, I didn't go to ESPN, dude. I had an elderly moment. But uh, you guys were cool about it. I mean, we, nah, it happens. It happens. I've, I know I've played hooky on you a couple times. Do you ever, I mean, I don't, you're a little younger than I, but do you ever walk into a room and just forget why the hell you walked into the room? Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> that happens to me all no, the time, once man. Once a week. Once then, a week, it, I was like, I know I came up here for something. There's so much on my mind walking up the stairs. By the time I get up there, I don't remember why I'm up there. Oh, man, it's like a detective thing. You're trying to think of, backtrack and figure out the clues to why you're there. Why didn't I come into this room? All the time, man, every, every day. Because we bought our house when we were 27, so we didn't know what the heck we were doing. Right. And we got our master upstairs. It's the worst idea oh, of all time. Oh, man. We didn't know. We were just happy to be out of an apartment. We didn't care. <laughs> Now it's like, you thirsty? I am. Okay, you going to get the water? I ain't. All Who's right. going? We'll get up in the morning. I guess we go into bed parched. That's the thing. Because neither one of us are getting up to go down and back See, up. See, we don't have any stairs. That's the thing. We, That's we the, got, my we next got a house ranch. will be one story. You know, because I, I don't do no stairs anymore. No, my next house will be one story. Two stories overrated. I, I always forget my glass. I can never find my glasses. Oh, yeah, that I always lose my glasses. What about your phone? My wife makes me call her phone once a day. Where's my phone? Can you call it? Well, that's I me. That. I do that. You do. My wife has to call my phone, and it's under a pillow. What's the- <laughs> but I, I, uh, I look. I, I, I didn't have my. I went for three days without my glasses uh-huh. because they're. They see, they're black. I and I, I went to every store I'd visited that day. Did anybody leave any glasses here? I mean, I spent like an hour going to every place I'd gone that day. Are you serious. 
I spent three days without my glasses. You know where they were? Uh, there's we have a, our TV is on a black in the bedroom is on a black TV stand. Got you. The black glasses were sitting on the black TV stand, and I just didn't see him, man. Well, I wonder why you didn't see him. Well, I didn't. I, I didn't have my glasses. <laughs> you didn't have your glasses. But it was three just, days without him. Because I'm like, what? I lost my glasses. I gotta get a new pair. Yeah. And then I went to. I just happened to go over to t- turn on the TV, and there they were. They've been sitting there the whole time. It's a relief when you find stuff like it that. It is. Though. It is a relief. But, man, getting older. Jeez. It's, it's tough. But getting older is also a blessing, right? It is. You, you know, know still we on could planet be out of here. Yeah. We're, right, we're still on planet Earth. <laughs> we could be out of here. I was talking about this study uh, from one poll, and I'll probably get into this in the second half hour here, that shows, on average, Americans don't start feeling like they're adulting until they're in their th- early 30s, until they turn 30. I agree with that. Whereas when, like when I was younger, and I, you know, and I lived, I was telling these guys, I lived with my parents off and on. I'd, I'd live with a woman, then we break up, then I go back home. I was that guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was into my career in my early twenties. Okay. But like today, like they don't really let them really get going until they're like thirty. No, I think that's. And because I you know what the thing about it is. We don't. We're we're a little bit lighter on them than than our parents were on. Us. Yeah. So it's kind of like. We know you're still figuring out. We know you're broke. <laughs> I'm going to end up paying your stuff anyway, so just move in, <laughs> save, and then we'll move on about our business. Well, but, you know, when you're at the HEB and you see, like, a like a, like a a 31-year-old riding around in the cart with mom pushing, <laughs> it's time maybe I for... <laughs> I hate that when I see... I can't stand that. Again, like, if seeing a 12-year-old in the basket, <laughs> bread all over him, I'm like, get that kid out of the basket, please. Mom, can we hit the beer aisle? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no, I think about 30 is about right. You don't really figure it out till you're 40. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't, like, I'm 44. I'm just now, like, oh. <laughs> I'm 54 and I'm still confused you know as what hell. I mean? like, I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so I shouldn't spend all my money in one place still. Oh, man. Yeah, See, I'm I like, haven't figured that part out wife. yet. Thank God for my wife. Or I, I wouldn't have any money to my name. Is that, are you, cause I'm, I'm a day to day guy. Like, I'm like, oh, I'm yeah. like, like, if I'm having a good time, I'm the guy that says, I'll figure it out on Monday. <laughs> like, I'll figure it out on Monday, but my wife helps out with that. Like, she's like, no idiot. We're not doing that. That's, I'm the same way, except when I get to Monday, they're like, I'll figure it out on Wednesday. Yeah, exactly. I'm all about having a good time. We ain't here long. We're dead a lot longer than we're alive. <laughs> so let's have fun. That's a great line. We're dead a lot longer than we're alive. <laughs> we are. Rock on, man. Yeah. Rudy J, man. My man. Thank always you. a blast. Always a blast. Now, you're on from with Rob from 7 to 10, Monday through Friday. Yep. 1250 AM, 94.5 FM. Check us out. <laughs> have a great day, man. My man. We'll see you tomorrow. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. That's a phenomenon I've only really noticed here in, in San Antonio. Where you see like a 16-year-old riding around in the car. Does my little man want some licorice? Doc, nah, can you give me a pack of smokes? Okay, let's um, let me push you over to the smoking uh, the cigarette aisle. It's either the sixteen year old kid in the shopping cart or they got a freaking chihuahua under their arm, you know. And sometimes a sixteen year old kid in the shopping cart. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Not sure what's wrong with my computer here. Two one zero operator error. It's not operator error this time. It keeps closing this window for some bizarre reason.
Demons. Back when the words meant something. They crank it up just a little bit for Don Morgan. God of Thunder and Rock and Roll. That sounded horrible. Nah, that's enough. Can't. It's making my brain hurt. I used to be able to sing that a lot better. Oh. News Talk 550 KTSA. Don Morgan's going to go see Kiss tonight in Austin. No. Well, oh, no, here. You want to see Kith in Austin? Oh, Kith. He's going to see the rock band I'm Paul Stanley of the rock band Kith. <laughs> and I want to rock and roll with you. <laughs> I, see, I liked Paul Stanley stuff. Gene Simmons stuff I couldn't listen to. Because it was always that God of Thunder kind of crap with him. Although he did sing calling rock and Do- roll all night. Yeah, he sang Calling Dr. Love. Calling Dr. Love. <laughs> Calling Do- And then uh, he, they all did their solo albums. Remember that? Right. And Gene Simmons had one great song on that record. It was Radioactive. Radioactive. Which was a great tune. Yeah. She's radioactive. And, uh, uh, but, and, and Ace Freely had one song on his record that made the radio. It was uh, New something. New York Groove. New York Groove. Right. I don't remember a single song from any of the other records. <laughs> oh wait, no! Living in sin at the Holiday Inn. That was on. Remember that the Gene Simmons song? Yeah, that's a living Gene in Simmons sin song. at the Holiday Inn. What would you say? Because I know you're going to see them. So you're, you know, we we also heard this story about this cassette tape of this interview with John Lennon uh, right. that just surfaced. And yeah. uh, what would you say is your favorite rock band of all time? Do you have one? Uh, probably the Beatles. The Beatles. Yep. I'd have to agree. Right. I just, you know, and I get a lot of grief from people as years go by, especially from younger people. Well, you know, but they're way they weren't all that. Like, yeah, but before them, you know, <laughs> right? You know, there was and, nobody and doing that. There really wasn't much going on, and then everything after was an offshoot of them. So that's the, you know the Australian. Then we'll talk about the hearings. You got some folks on on hold here. Just hang on, Sam and Lee. Uh, but that's the one thing about getting older that's been a little strange is that the older you get, because when you and I were in our twenties and teens, everybody there was you you rarely found anybody who didn't love the Beatles. Right. Everybody loved the Beatles. Now we were just a few years out from, frankly, when they broke up. I mean, they were all still fairly young dudes when we were growing up. Well, you know, we grew up in the solo albums. Right. You know. and the, right. Right. Absolutely. I remember when Cloud Nine came out and George Harrison, and he was. Younger than we are now when he put out that record. Think about that. How scary is that? He was like, in fact, now i got to look it up because now I'm thinking about it. But everybody loved the Beatles. Mm -hmm. It was almost sacrilege. You never encountered anybody that didn't love the Beatles. Mm -hmm. If you were into music, you loved the Beatles. And the older I get, I start running into people or encountering people who, eh. (laughs) You know, they're okay. You know, uh, but they're, they're not, you know. There, there's not the love. There's not the connection that we had with the Beatles. Right. I, I just think that the, um, the impact that they had on everything afterwards. Oh, gets, yeah. gets Lost sometimes because you can you can talk to anybody who uh, came along after them, you know, especially the bands that were big, 
from the late 60s oh, well yeah. into the 70s, and you ask, what made you want to pick up the guitar? And what do they always say? The Beatles. The Beatles on Ed Sullivan. The Beatles. You know. You know. And John Lennon, it's funny, because I used to be a huge John Lennon freak, too. I used to really follow Lennon. And uh, the, the, what's funny about the Beatles is that they were inspired by Elvis. Elvis, yeah, <laughs> little, little Richard. Little Richard, all those guys. Yeah, Buddy Holly. And I remember uh, there's a really cool John Lennon interview where he says, you know, I'm seeing Elvis on, uh, he's, I see Elvis on the Ed Sullivan show, and they're all, all the girls are screaming. And I'm like, that's a good job. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do that. I want to do that. So the Beatles, uh, I, you know, I, Kiss, I went through a Kiss period where that's all I listened to when I was like 14 or 15. Yeah. You know, and then I started to find, you know, some of the, then I started to get, you know, after I got through adolescence. Yeah. Then I got heavy and intense, and then it was right. Pink Floyd. <laughs> lots and lots and lots of Pink Floyd, man. I think for me, Kiss was the first band that I got into on my own. Right. Um, yeah. You know, because before that, you kind of listened to what your parents listened to. Right. Or what your, you know, older siblings or cousins listened to. Right. But at some point, somebody handed me a, a copy of Destroyer. Um, a and, destroyer. And, yeah. And so, <laughs> and, you know, I had Kiss on there, uh, Beth and Detroit Rock City. And, right. You know, and just, uh, I was just enamored with, you know, the whole visual aspect of it to begin with. Right. I mean, well, they surely, they don't go on stage looking this way. These just must be so, well, <laughs> yeah, so they, weird. They do, you know, and uh, I thought they were fascinating. And that was the same way, you know, my, from that point on until I was probably about 16, 15, right. when they took the makeup off and, um, I really like their stuff, and even, well, even some of it after was okay. But I, I preferred oh the old had, stuff. What yeah. they had before, I had the double platinum album. I played yeah. the crap out of uh, that. Same here, Love Gun. But yeah, when I they, asked once... my mother for, <laughs> when I was ten. She asked me what I wanted for Christmas, and that's what I said: Love Gun. I want, I want, I want a Love Gun. <laughs> love Gun. Can I have a Love Gun? What the hell does that mean? I was Gene Simmons for Halloween one year, and uh, my dad did the makeup. And my mom had a pair of go-go boots, with high-heeled go-go boots, and I wore those. <laughs> I had a couple, of, you know, those like curtain chains, you know, that yeah. they pull the, the close the curtains. I had those across my chest. Awesome. It was bad. All right. Oh, I guess these people want to talk about the news. Uh, here's a. <laughs> We're riffing on Kiss. <laughs> Poor Sam and Lee have been on hold, wanting to talk about these hearings. Sam, how you doing? Well, I was. Just about to break open my bottle of Tito's with Nancy, and because uh, we both got tattoos of Tito's. Um, but have you guys never heard of Leonard Skinner, Freebird? Oh, God. I can only hear that song so many times in my life and still be fascinated. Well, I'm not I, I went through a, no, I, I went through a Leonard Skinner. You know, I go through periods of time where I, I'm just obsessing on one band, and I went through a, a, Leonard, a brief Leonard Skinner period in my life. But now I've heard just way too much. I've heard Free Bird and freaking Sweet Home Alabama just one too many times. Well, I might agree with you with that, but I think Leonard Skinner was a great band, you know? Oh, they, no, bar none, they were a great band. You know, another band that I really was a huge fan of in my college, in my early 20s, late teens and early 20s, was Queen. I, I was a huge Queen fan, man. There, there you go. There you go. Rock and roll, man. There you go. <laughs> Have a day, sir. I thank you. Well, and I didn't, because see, when, once you get to the late 80s, I pretty much hated everything that was being produced. 
Except for U2. That's when uh, Rattle and Hum came out. That was a great record. But, like, I never liked the hair metal stuff. I hated that stuff. The spandex-wearing weirdos. Warrant. She's my cherry pie. Freaking Poison. I didn't get into Motley that. freaking crew. I just not. I never got into that crap. Yeah, same year. And it really wasn't until Kurt and the Boys came along that I started to get back into hard rock. So there, I'm just taking a musical journey with you on the air today. <laughs> I guess we could be talking about all the depressing crap that's going on in the world, but this is infinitely more enjoyable. Here's uh, Lee. Lee, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? I yeah, I like all the music or the Beatles too. I mean, I like all that stuff too. But I was going to talk about the generals. Oh man! That are, yeah, go ahead. Are cowards. The coward generals. They've never been taught that no one is left behind, and you know that that whole administration. No one's left behind. They don't get it. You know, we were taught that when we were in the military and. You know, I wouldn't want to be under them anymore. Uh, no, well, and and you know, they had. What well, I forget which one had the audacity yesterday to say that uh, no, no, confidence remains high in America around the world. It's like, are you kidding me? Are you serious? Where is that happening? <laughs> exactly. It's very anyway, sad. All. Thanks, all right. Thanks for listening. Thank you. No problem. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Let's take a little breaky wakey wakey. It's Sean uh, on News Talk five fifty KTSa. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. Yeah, the 14th annual Raul Jimenez Radiothon is happening right now online. It's going on through October 15th. We need your help. Obviously, again, like we did last year because of the COVID, it's just going to be delivery, but you helped feed 10,000 people last year in San Antonio, so we need your help again. Uh, to help uh, purchase all the stuff that normally is donated, all the turkeys and the food items. And the, the this year we'd like to feed uh, maybe 12, 13, 14,000. So go to the website, ktsa.com, and do what you can. Brought to you by Quarter Moon Plumbing, Heat and AC, Wagner Hollick Custom Homes, North Park Toyota of San Antonio, and Conviva Care Centers. Final few moments of the show. Uh, here's Tommy. Tommy, how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing fine, Sean. God bless you for working with the Jimenez people and doing the Thanksgiving thing and feeding those uh, people. That's fantastic. Um, uh, I want to ask you a question, and your answer is going to be respected more than so many other uh, conservative talk show hosts that I've heard this question posed to. And the question is, what, in your opinion, now that uh, the Senate and the House and basically are liberally uh, controlled, uh, what, in your opinion, is the actual things that we can do uh, to stop Joe Biden from his course of listening to his, you know, supposed China paymasters or right. his heavy Democratic government? What can what <laughs> can actually be done to stop the course because we're less than a year into his presidency? I'll listen to your answer. and Thank you, Sean. Thank you. All right. I appreciate the call, man. Well, you're not going to like my answer. <laughs> Because I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I you know, I, I'm serious. I, I, I'm, you know, I, I do this for a living, right? And my job is to tell you my opinions. And, and one thing I've always tried to do in talk radio especially is to be as honest as possible and to be, and to be as close to who I actually am on the air as I am off the air. And I'm, I'm really proud of the fact that that's kind of, you know, how it rolls. 
although sometimes it can be a little embarrassing. <laughs> and, you know, in this one, I'm just another American citizen. I, I don't know. Uh, you know, I, Trey said, you know, and he's right. You can always contact your representatives on a daily basis and make some noise. Uh, we got to get out and vote, uh, in the midterms and the next presidential election. Um, unfortunately, if, if this for the people act were to get passed, which I don't think it will, I, maybe it will. I don't know. I, I hope not because if that passes, then we're, we're truly screwed because then the federal government runs all the elections in this country. I know Greg Abbott's working on some redistricting. Re, I can never say this word redistricting here in uh, in Texas. But you know, the, the last year they, in my opinion, they successfully cheated the last presidential election. So I I don't know. I, I'm in the soup with the, with everybody else. <laughs> you know, I, I'm I, I'm I'm scratching my head over this just like you are. It, it's hard to believe what's happened in ten months. And how very, very bad it is. Um, you know, my the, the thing that I'm kind of looking, we're looking at more and more on the shows and just in life in general is this economic crisis that's getting ready to roll up on us. It's already begun. Inflation, people aren't going to work. Uh, you got empty shelves at the stores. You got groups like Costco uh, uh, limiting purchases on certain items. I mean, I. These are rough. We're in, we're in for some rough waters. Uh, we're already in some rough waters, you know. So I, I I wish I had a better answer than I don't know. But I that's the most honest thing I could say. I don't know. You know, we need better voter turnout. But then again, you know, especially at the city level. But then again, if the cheats in, and that, I think that has a lot to do with the open border. You know, and I'm not trying to be a bummer or a downer or, or say there's no hope at all. But if you're asking me what I think people should do right now, I honestly don't know. I really don't. You know, smarter people than me don't know what to do. So we're just going to see what the next chapter brings us. Uh, uh, you know, I do know that. I, certain things that I that I observe, I, I, I think is good. I think uh, as far as the public education system, these parents who are starting to show up uh, at these school board meetings and making lots of noise about what's going on in the public schools, I think that's great. Uh, you know, you con- contact uh, your your political representatives, but you know, it's a roll of the dice as to whether or not they're going to listen or care. You know, and we gotta we gotta make sure that our voter integrity law stands here in Texas because that's the only way your vote's going to count. But see, they're flooding the country with these migrants, and there's two there's uh, there's uh, a couple of you know purposes in my opinion for that. First off, in the red states and the states you would need to to win, uh, especially a presidential cycle, you 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 want those COVID numbers on the rise, man. I think they're on the they're 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 diminishing here in Bear County, but you want the COVID numbers up, and so they're importing COVID, and plus you want to give voting rights to these folks who are coming in across the border illegally, either through amnesty or just executive fiat at the governor level or the presidential level, and uh, you, so he could cheat an election. So you know, again, I I don't know. It's I could tell you it's bad. And, you know, I can tell you that you're not hearing a lot about this in uh, 
uh, on this in the standard uh, news providers. Uh, case in point, you know, on Fox News, you have the 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 hearings with the three generals going on wall to wall coverage, and on MSNBC, they're not covering it today. They were just talking about COVID. Yesterday, it was wall-to-wall on MSNBC. I guess the message was a little too, you know, the the things that were being revealed yesterday in the uh, Senate were a little too dicey for MSNBC, so they're not doing wall-to-wall coverage on it anymore. So you got a hostile media working against uh, the, the American people. you got a freaking federal government working against the American people. These are rough waters, man. Just keep heading towards the light. <laughs> keep your bow pointed into into the storm. Pray. Do a lot of praying. Thank you, Chris. Thanks to Elaine Rodriguez, our executive producer. Rudy J. from ESPN. Don Morgan and my good brother Trey Ware. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye.